to another edition of the Scarlet Nation podcast. I'm Bobby Darren here for the 24-7 Sport Net- Net- Network. <laughs> I can get that out and then I can get going. Uh, for ScarletNation.com, we're, we're talking Rutgers basketball, another Rutgers basketball podcast. I know football's in full swing, but, you know, Rutgers basketball season is, is less than five weeks away now, the start of it. So um, figured it's a good time to kind of, you know, segue into that a little bit. And and our man Chris Sakonis was at practice on Tuesday. So um, he got an inside look at this team, first look. And, um, you know, we're, we're going to pick his brain about it. Chris, thanks for coming on. And uh, I know you were there today in practice. Um, you know, let's jump right into it. What was what was your biggest takeaway from watching this team in action? Well, my biggest takeaway is, you know, we heard a lot going into the season about how it's a more athletic group. It's a more quicker group, I guess you could say. And, and I got a chance to finally see the team firsthand. And, and from what I saw in that practice, uh, it, they certainly looked the part. I thought, um, you know, there was much more of a tempo, both in terms of getting up and down the floor uh, and also in terms of just moving the ball. There wasn't a lot of isolation stuff, wasn't a lot of, uh, uh, you know, in past years, you'd see Rutgers sort of try to take some of the air out of the basketball. We didn't see as much of that. It looked a bit more up-tempo. Uh, and, of course, practice doesn't tell you the whole story until you see them in a game situation. Um, mm-hmm. but that was that was a big takeaway for me is that and just the athleticism on display overall. I think, um, you know, especially when you have guys like Mawat Mac back, uh, this is going to be a team that uh, is going to have a lot of athleticism. And I think that could really be an asset uh, in Big Ten play. Right. And, you know, it, you talked about the tempo and, and you were telling me about the, the shot clock practicing with a short shot clock. What was that like? Yeah, there was a portion, not the whole scrimmage, but there was a portion of the scrimmage where uh, Rutgers was practicing with a 12-second shot clock. So as you can imagine. 12 seconds. 12 seconds. Yeah, keep in mind, NBA is 24. So that's meant to sort of, from what I can understand, it it meant to sort of refine the decision-making, quicker decision-making that you need to have in those kinds of situations. Um, The team looked, uh, for the most part, like it was up to the task of uh, being able to navigate that higher tempo. You saw – there weren't a ton of miscues. There weren't a ton of miscommunications. I didn't really get the sense that there were times when guys weren't on the same page. It felt like it was a pretty cohesive unit. And of course, teams still trying to gel together. We're still a month away from the first game. Um, mm-hmm. But just from what I saw out of that, uh, it, it certainly looked uh, very promising in terms of how Rutgers is navigating that. Oh, right. That's very, you know, the, the up-tempo stuff, I think, you know, I'm excited to see it because we've watched, you know, that offense lull itself to sleep at times in the past. And, you know, to, to see a team just run and run and shoot, I, I think it'll be an exciting brand of basketball. So definitely looking forward to, to that and seeing how it goes. And from what I've heard, you know, uh, already the guards are more athletic and, and um, you know, it just brings a different dynamic. But, you know, moving on, what, what other question we keep getting, uh, you know, Mawat Mag, when When's he going to be back? When's he going to be cleared? What, what did he look like out there today, Chris? Yeah, uh, we didn't see him do everything because remember, he's still working his way back to being 100%. So he's not going to scrimmage. He's not going to be, you know, 100%. Mm-hmm. But um, from what I saw out of him when he was out there, he seemed to be moving pretty well. All things considered, mm-hmm. we have to remember he's only about eight months removed um, from when he suffered that ACL injury. So obviously that's one of the longer, harder injuries to come back from. Uh, so mm-hmm. it's when you take that into consideration and, and the progress he's made already, I mean, Steve Peichel was glowing about the progress that he made when he talked about it in, uh, in his press conference, but uh, he mm-hmm. seemed to be moving pretty well. I still think, you know, I don't have any inside inside information in terms of a, a timetable. We haven't heard anything concrete from that from anyone in the program, um, but he seems to be progressing pretty well. So that'll be definitely something to keep an eye on as uh, the rest of the preseason continues. And um, 
so far so good with uh, Mag's recovery. Okay. And the next person, uh, you know, we, we, we get questions about as well. Gavin Griffiths comes in, you know, he's a four-star highest ranked recruit ever to sign with Rutgers. Um, one of the top players in the class of, uh, 2023. Um, he's there, he's practicing. We've heard, you know, I, Steve has told me great things about his shooting ability. Um, how, how did he look? Um, I thought he looked um, in place. Uh, you know, a lot of times, even with these highly rated freshmen, uh, they get to college and there's a bit of a learning curve in terms of just getting, you know, acclimated to the pace of the college game. And of course, uh, that process isn't done yet. Um, but he seemed to be moving pretty well. He seemed to be fitting in well with the system, with, you know, as much of the system as we were able to glean from today's practice. And uh, he just looked the part, really. It, it would be my takeaway. Um, we didn't see a ton, a ton of shots from him in this particular practice, but of course, day to day, that stuff uh, sort of, uh, um, how do you call it? it? It varies from day to day. Uh, different mm-hmm. guys have different strong days, but he looked good. He looked, um, he looked the part. And I think um, as you see him out on the floor, I mean, Steve Peichel said in his press conference too, you know, he's a good shooter and he's athletic and he can do all these different things. Um, he said his passing ability, his ball handling ability and and stuff like that. Um, and he's very high on what he could do as a freshman. So I th- I'm excited just as a reporter to see what uh, Gavin Griffiths could do um, a- as a freshman. And, um, you know, he's he's as dynamic of a freshman as Rutgers has had really in a long time. Yeah. And I think it's important to note that, you know, if you check out a practice and he's not lights out 10 for 10 from three point range, it's not a worry time because I, I could tell you I've had my days of practice in, you know, smaller college level. And I, I've had some good days, of bad days. Some days you're not feeling it. Some days you don't get as many shots. Some days your shots are falling. Some days are not. Some days you get to practice right before you're on a date. So <laughs> you're not 100 percent with it. You know what I mean? So uh, there's all types of variables. But um, I, I know Cub. Uh, opening night, uh, a lot of fans would be curious to see him. And, you know, there's some other new guys, uh, Chris. Uh, Jeremiah Williams is one uh, I want to talk about in particular. I know uh, he might not be eligible this year, and we don't know what's going to happen with the potential suspension for the gambling incident. But I do know he's a big guard that Steve Pike will really liked. And beyond this season, even if he can't play, he could really help. Um, if, uh, you know, you get that 2024 class together and it all comes in and, and you, you, you just, the possibilities are really big. And, uh, you know, he was there today. What'd you see out of him? Yeah. I mean, uh, you talk about his size and I think that was the first thing that really stood out size and athleticism. Mm-hmm. And that's something that I think could really translate on the defensive side, you know, like we've seen from other guys at Rutgers in the past, Caleb McConnell, of course, comes first to mind, I'm not saying he's quite on that caliber of a player. But he's a guy that uh, really fits the mold athletically, really fits in in terms of a physical standpoint. And, um, you know, I thought he looked pretty good in that respect, too. So, um, as you said, we're not sure what his eligibility status is going to be. Um, But, you know, that is uh, something that uh, I I think is going to be interesting to watch whenever he does take the floor for Rutgers, be it this year, next year, whenever. um, He's going to be an asset as well in the backcourt. You know, I've heard it might be, you know, it's not concrete, but I've heard rumblings. It could be half the season next year. And, you know, you look at it and well, maybe he's back in time. Now you never know with the NCAA, Chris, cause I mean, trying to guess what they're going to do is <laughs> it's a, it's a, you know, unproven, um, 
art form. I don't know if you want to call it that, but um, he's definitely a guy that, that, you know, Steve Pico picked out and was high on. So um, interesting to see how that kind of plays out. And, you know, Steve Pico talked a while today. Um, you know, what is, is some of the main takeaways from his presser that, that, that really stuck with you and really resonated? Well, there were a couple of things. First of all, he's really high on uh, these veterans. Um, you know, we talked about Cliff Amore and, um, you know, talked about how he's shooting the ball better and, um, you know, how uh, the NBA feedback has really helped him. And he, he's adamant that he's going to be one of the best big uh, men in the country this year. Um, there is, uh, you know, he obviously was talking, as we mentioned earlier, about Mawat Mag and his progress. Um, he was really impressed with Andre Hyatt as well. He said, um, and then I'm reading off a direct quote here. He's putting the ball on the floor. He's becoming more vocal. He's shooting the ball. Uh, he said his numbers shooting the ball are off the charts, and they keep track of all the numbers there uh, at practice. So uh, they they know how well he's shooting the ball. And he also feels that he he leads in assists in a lot of these practices. He's rebounding more. Um, he said, and this is, I think it was the biggest part, is he says he's really become a complete basketball player. That's a direct quote. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I, I thought that was pretty interesting because Hyatt, um, behind Amore is, you know, one of the top contributors from last year's team that did come back. So I think you're mm-hmm. going to have a very important role, especially early in the season, um, as the newer guys come in. And then one other thing is that he is really high on this team's depth. Um, and, and he said, uh, he feels that we have depth now that we haven't had in the last couple of years. Um, and, and he talked about how injuries have hurt, uh, depth, uh, feels maybe this team can withstand injuries a little bit more and, and do some different things. So I think um, that it, it was an interesting one. And then, you know, just to go back to what I said earlier, he's very high on Gavin Griffiths and what he can do. Um, so, of course, uh, a lot of stuff that uh, Steve Peichel talked about in his press conference, um, that um, those were some of the things that stood out. But, um, you know, I he's just raving about this team and he feels pretty good about this team. So I think that is going to be interesting to watch to see how this team does once it's out in a game setting. Again, you know, we could report on practice as much as we want and you can learn a lot from that. But at the end of the day, you have to see them in a game to really know what you have. And I, I'm excited to see what this team could look like. Well, you know, I, I think uh, you were talking about Hyatt. I think people are kind of sleeping on him and what I saw out of him last year, sometimes when he was coming in off the bench, he try to make a play it just didn't seem like it came natural sometimes that's where you see him turn the ball over sometimes and I feel like he was trying too much in in limited time and and I think he's a field guy in that you know he's if he gets going his confidence shoots through the roof you see him miss a couple shots and you can see him kind of being a little more hesitant and stuff and and I think if he can get that confidence factor up and, and, and play in longer spurts, I think he could do some really good things. I, I didn't see his issues as, you know, oh, well, he can't shoot. He can't do this. I feel like he just needs to put it all together and get the, you know what I mean, get the, the feel. And, and when I say a feel guy, it just kind of, you know, he gets that feel from being out there, from being confident, from hitting a shot, um, little things like that. So I, I, I really think that he's going to have a, a – good year and I think he's going to surprise a lot of people because I know he came in and some people were down on the way he played but um I, I have I'm calling it now Chris I think Andre Hyatt's going to have a really good season so I don't know I've been wrong before so hopefully I'm not wrong on this one but um you know uh, another guy that um you know well, Pike's always pretty pretty positive about his guys preseason but you know Antoine Wolfolk is a guy who reshaped his body pretty well and he's another guy who was a you know pretty much a, a football player who you put on the basketball court but I feel like you know he started to turn that proverbial corner at the end of last season you saw him actually 
you know, coming in and, and, and being a difference maker down that last stretch. I mean, it was just short stretches, but it wasn't the same Wolf folk that we saw early in the season. You know, how how is he faring out there? Um, he looked very promising. Um, I actually got a chance to speak with him and a few other uh, players from the team. So we'll have content for you on that in the coming days. But um, uh, in terms of, uh, you know, Antoine Wolfolk, um, the one thing that stood out to me was, uh, you know, he talked about the work he put in the offseason. And I asked him about, you know, uh, how do, do things compare this year to this time last year? And he feels um, having a year under his belt has really helped him understand the game a bit more. And he feels like that has helped um, a bit. So I think, you know, when you have a guy, like Will Falk, who is really trying to work on and refine his skill set, just getting those reps, having those reps under his belt in in-game situations and with the program, uh, I think has been huge to go with, uh, you know, the physical development and and all those other aspects of it as well. So I I, I thought that was very interesting, and I'm I'm very interested to see how he fits in, you know, with Cliff mm-hmm. Amore and and you know also Malat Mag when he comes back, he's also going to be a big part of that front court. So I'm I'm interested to see what he does as well. I think, you know, if you see him playing the four some, um, I think that might benefit him a little more. Last year, you asked him to play the five behind the cliff and, you know, you're playing against top centers and, and that's a tough league for centers to play in. So, you know, he didn't come in with the dominant game on defense where he could just, you know, stand up to these guys. So, you know, I think playing the four will help a lot more. Slide him over to the five now and then um, to give Cliff a blow. Uh, it. I think his game could really evolve. And and we saw Miles Johnson come in as just an out of shape, under recruited, um, hardly any recruit, I should say, a freshman. And Steve Peichel did a lot of good with him. And the first step really to getting Miles Johnson to be the player he ultimately became was getting the weight down and getting him in playing shape and not saying that Antoine came in with the same, you know, he, he wasn't as overweight as, as miles was as a true freshman, but he needed some work physically. So getting that is the first step in the off season. So he has some experience under his belt and I'm not saying he's the next miles Johnson, but you can see kind of similarities in their, you know, arrival and, and physical uh, development over the f- course of the first season. And, you know, miles hardly had any offers. I think it was like one offer from one of them small schools out in the West coast. And, and, um, you know, Antoine similarly didn't have a lot going on basketball wise. So it'll be interesting to see how he can develop that, uh, Steve Peichel, because he's taken some under the radar guys and really made them prolific basketball players at the college level. And, you know, um, who knows? Maybe he's the next one in line for that, you know, but it'll be interesting to see. Yeah, definitely. And I think, um, you know, just seeing look at how the big men have developed uh, under Coach Peichel. You talk about Miles Johnson, but also look at Cliff Amore, someone who came in as you know, as high talented as he is. He was a backup to Miles Johnson that first year. And then when Miles Johnson left, uh, he sort of started to grow into that starting role, became very good defensively. Um, you know, but you saw what he did last year where he really started to take over that center position. I think you're going to see some uh, growth uh, from uh, Cliff Amore as well this year. Um, yeah. But I just look at the trajectory of those two guys um, and Wolf Oak yeah. has a long way to go. But I think that has to be encouraging just looking at what this coaching staff has done already uh, and what it continues to do. Although they did have some help. Cliff's a physical freak. I mean, of course, there's not yes. many athletes with his explosion and his size. And he's just, you don't see people like, I think 
people don't realize, you know, they say, well, they can't do this. But when he gets that ball down low and, you know, he throws down some of the dunks, he's just, he's, that's normal. (laughs) You know, he's a freaky athlete. And, uh, you know, keep saying, can he put all this to it towards his game and whatnot? And I don't know how much further he's going to come along developmentally, but, you know, the explosiveness with the way he he attacks the the rim down there, it's just ferocious. And and even when you see him up close, it's just, it's almost daunting. It's um, so, you know, it'll be, it'll be fun to watch him for another year and um you know on that note chris anything to close out with that we didn't touch on practice wise team wise uh, anything hoops wise um no i think um i i think we got a glimpse of what this team could be i'm like i said before um you know you can learn a lot about a team from practice but you can really know a team only by watching them play an actual game so that's what i'm looking forward to do uh, to doing. Um, I know that's still a few weeks away and there's still a lot of time between now and then, but that's what really stands out to me is just, uh, you know, it looks like a different style of team. Um, I, I'm, I'm interested in seeing how the defense stacks up. They lost a lot of good defenders from last year's team. And that's something that Steve Peichel um, has talked about is, you know, getting the defense up to a level where uh, he feels that it can be near that level. It's hard to do that without Caleb McConnell, but um, you know, just one thing Coach Peichel really knows how to do. It's coach defense. Um, I think his tenure at, in Piscataway has shown that. Um, so I'm interested in seeing that as well. And, and you know, I, I just I think it's going to be a fascinating season. There's a lot of obviously roster turnover and a lot mm-hmm. of question marks just in terms of who's going to fit where and how they're all going to look together. But I, I think this team has uh, the potential to surprise some people, and I'm interested in seeing how they pan out. Mm-hmm. Excellent, excellent. I'm, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do you one better and get out there with you the next couple of weeks and and give you a season prediction, wins and losses from it. Ooh. So I'm gonna really look inside the team because there's certain intangibles I like to see on the practice court. But then again, you know, some guys are practice players and some guys are game players. You see guys practice, play better in games and practice, and I've done it myself. So um, I'm, I'm gonna do you one and and give you a prediction of a record this season. <laughs> it's bold, but uh, we'll give it a shot. If you want to take a stab at it, you know, we could try it too, Chris, but we're going to have some fun with it. So um, on that note, I want to thank Chris Sikonis for all this valuable insight from the Rutgers practice court today. Um, and thank you for listening. Thank you for staying on board. We're going to be full force with basketball the same way we're full force with football on uh, ScarletNation.com of the 24-7 Sports Network. If you're not a VIP member, get on one now. We got a special going two months for a dollar. Can't beat it. You know, it's a it's a buck. So come on, see what we're all about. We guarantee you'll stay for the long run because nobody provides more coverage uh, than we do. And uh, thank you for listening. Thank you for reading. And we'll see you next time.